Hi everyone and welcome to The Mind Behind It. My name is Huda. And I am Sahil. So what's really been every, in, on everyone's mind, and I've been quite hesitant to talk about it just because I'm based in a country where I have the privilege of um, having vaccines. Uh, there's vaccines here and, you know, we have the opportunity and Australia doesn't have as much COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, until last year, India was fine. So, of course, we didn't pay attention to it. But in the last few months, um, the new mutant variant came out and it's really destroying India right now. Yeah. Uh, someone mentioned that the sky is orange. And it really, I think it was so visceral that it, my heart just sank because he yeah. said there's so much fire burning from because we cremate bodies right. yeah. that the sky is literally orange yeah. at night. Like at night because bodies take six hours to burn. Like burning a body is pretty hard. Yeah, of course it like is. Like it's not... That's, I mean, we had big ass bushfires here and the sky was like looking orange. Yeah, looking orange. It looked orange for days. Yeah. Like and for, you know, and that was like... A- like acres and acres, acres of yeah. land. So to say that that's happening over there. Yeah. And they're saying like people are literally lying on the pavement and dying. Yeah, that's fucked. Um, which is pretty fucked. But what I wanted to point out was, you know, we can all post articles and stuff about what the situation is and what resources are needed. I, I think what mm. I wanted to point out was how did it all start, which is my bigger concern about humanity. Mm. Like after the first wave happened in India, which was very well controlled which actually yeah. didn't produce as many cases while the US was like just raging in cases. Yeah, same with Italy. Yeah. So what happened after that, people just let their guard down. The yeah. government let their guard down and we were having so weddings. really complacent. They're like, oh, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. So and plus the elections were happening. Mm. So because of elections, there were rallies, uh, religious gatherings. And India is like full of festivals, right? All year long, it's just festival time. Mm-hmm. and weddings. Yeah. And, and that really bothered me because I was talking to the uh, doctor for who I work at the reception. Mm. And she said there was a patient that came to him a month ago and said, um, I'm going to India. And she's like, why? Um, knowing the situation India is in. And the patient said that my brother's getting married and I only have one brother. And she's like, okay, mm. that, that's fine. I understand that. And then she's like, I'm taking my whole family with me, including my two kids. And wow. she's like, certainly that's not a good idea yeah. because... Uh, fine if you are going. Yeah, just, just one person. Every bloody person. Yeah, considering the mutant and the variant in India is killing, uh, has a mortality rate of 6% in children. Yeah. So, and she wanted to go just so she could attend her brother's wedding. And that really pissed me off because first, um, why are you getting married now? Like, certainly you can wait. Yeah. And if you can't wait, they're not the right person for you. Like, d- don't marry them, I would say. Yeah, but there's always a rush with that sort of stuff. Superstition. Because it's the right time where the moon and the sun and everything. Yeah. Th- so they want to have it. Otherwise, your marriage will be a shamble. But then you look at the divorce rate in India. It's a shamble anyways. Yeah. But but what upset me is that people will, you know, rate their own personal satisfaction or enjoyment over something that could literally kill tons of people. Mm. I mean, there's so many videos in India of weddings still happening. And the police officers are literally beating people up at weddings saying, you're educated people. Why would you have a wedding right now? Mm. And people are not wearing a mask or anything. Yeah. And it's like, that. that's where the it all... The fact that it's still after the state of the whole country and people are like, whatevs. Yeah. And Let's people... just enjoy ourselves. Like, that's just... Yeah, it's it's just uh, the lack of empathy for, for other human beings. Yeah. And I found that living in India too. You You tend to become selfish. 
I think it because it is just survival that you know you want to celebrate anything small. That's why weddings are probably the only time of celebration because mm. other times you're fucking suffering. Yeah, it's, it's, probably. Yeah, that's why weddings everyone wants to celebrate and forget about their problems for a minute. Mm. I think that's why weddings are so fucking important in India. Never realized that. Maybe I made a great point. I think it's point. a lot of other things though. I don't think it's just that. I think that with weddings, the the concept of marriage is massive for Indians and mm. Pakistanis. Age, and, South and, Asians. And pretty much any, any cultural culture. Per- yeah, person. Any culture. Yeah. Even in Australia, like it's it's huge. Marriage is massive. Yeah, but still, I think weddings here, and look, I think there are benefits to South Asian weddings and Western weddings. But I do find that at Western weddings, only people who are truly valued are invited. But at yeah. South Asian weddings, most of the people I wouldn't fucking value. Most of the people I wouldn't yeah, want. a lot of people, yeah, it, it's a cultural thing with South Asian weddings. Um, because if you go attend someone's invite, wedding... Literally every dog and their brothers. Yeah, I'd either invite I the dog invite or the brother. I would family to my wedding. Like you don't know all of Rambo's family. You don't know where all the siblings are. I know. But if I could. Yeah, at Rambo's wedding. At my wedding. Why would you have Rambo's siblings? <laughs> see, that's selfish now. <laughs> I just Why are they it. expected to attend your wedding? I just want to see them. They'll have to wear a suit and everything and <laughs> just drive all the way. <laughs> you got them from Adelaide, so chances that's are they're true. just getting from... them in Adelaide. And they're all like coming in the one car. <laughs> all of them in one car. And they just drive. It's like a bus full of dogs. It's like a stretch limo. <laughs> They're just like they're totally plastered by the time they get by the time they get to the wedding. There's just like saliva coming out. So yeah. No, that that idea of, you know, personal pleasure is rated higher than community safety is bothering me and I I think the the shitty part is that as an as a person who's a non resident Indian living abroad, I think there's a lot of stigma about having an opinion because people are like, Well, you're not here, so don't have a fucking opinion. And it's very hard to have an opinion because in some ways they are right. If you're not here, don't fucking tell us how to run the country. Mm. I have this dilemma every time whether to speak about it or have an opinion. But I think the government not having a lockdown till now just because of the elections, that just is infuriating. Because yeah, it's pretty fucked up because that's his one responsibility. Well, he has a lot of responsibilities as a yeah, prime but minister. At the, at the moment, this is pretty big. I don't know what a, uh, actually a prime minister's responsibility is. Is it the welfare of the state? Yeah. Yeah, well... Wouldn't it be? Yeah, but then as again, as a leader. Well, it should be. Well, for but for a lot of leaders, it's it's private gain. Yeah, of course, it's what most people get into power for. Yeah, because that's... Modi is doing the same thing that Trump did. He's not telling the actual numbers, mm. so he's saying the numbers are not that big. But doctors who are in the hospital and saying there are not enough beds or oxygen cylinders, there's not enough oxygen. That to me is shocking. Yeah, that's insane to me. That to me is shocking that there's not enough oxygen and cylinders have to be ordered from all over the world. Mm. Like, I understand if it's PPE, like masks and shit, mm. but it's actual oxygen. Yeah, and it's th- massive. There, there is no, you know, going back mm. from that. So I think if people do want to help out India with this kind of thing, they should find resources that they personally think would be helpful and beneficial. So let's read some out. So one of them is Feeding from Far. What do they do? Uh, they're located in Mumbai. The platform is called Keto, distributing uh, ration kits and food to the disadvantaged. So food. One is Enrich Lives Foundation, once again Mumbai. Once again, uh, ration kits, but to migrant workers and daily wage laborers. Well, most of the people who are daily wage workers, they're still working. Well, their, their logic is that I'd rather die of, of COVID than hunger. Uh, another one is Kana 
Jaihie. Yeah, I want food. Again, yeah. It literally means I want it food. It literally means I want food. So you've got all food resources. Yeah. Mazdoor Kitchen, once again, North Delhi Voluntary Initiative. Meals. Which Delhi is pretty heavily impacted. Mm. Delhi, Bombay, all the big so states. This is for the sub- so this is for the daily wage workers in North Delhi. Mm-hmm. Working with public hospitals and nursing homes to provide them with healthcare equipment and supplies, mm-hmm. which is that one's a pretty good one. Help now in Mumbai, uh, Bangalore, Pune, 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 Delhi. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. As long as people understand, we don't care. Yeah. They're providing sanitized and well-equipped ambulances with ventilators. Oh, that was the other thing about ambulances. So a lot of people who are driving ambulances, they're charging two hundred dollars per kilometer now. What the fuck. Because they realize that everyone needs an ambulance. Yeah, but that's so... Yeah, so a lot of people are making a lot of money. This They're conning. But, but I think the best thing that people can do is, you know, educate each other about mm-hmm. what's happening. So the Hemkunt yeah. Foundation, they're doing oxygen deliveries. Yeah, so that's, that's what a lot of uh, religious places are doing now, which is all the gurudwaras and the mosques yeah. have now been um, made into makeshift hospitals where people are trying to put up beds. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these religious places are actually helping out. Pint Network, connecting plasma donors. Oh, yeah, that, that'd probably be a big one. I would highly suggest, like, I think this is this is really important at this time, if this is something that's happening. I know that there are a lot of, you know, Muslims at the moment that do zakah and all that sort of stuff. And during fasting and stuff, I think it's really important that if you are going to put money towards something, it is this. Zakah is giving, donating. And you could, and it doesn't have to be just money. It can be time. It can be anything. Can be anything. Yeah. And this is the time where I think it's important where we do this sort of stuff. Also, I've got like some really good friends overseas. Morsin, mm-hmm. um, he's awesome guy. His wife and him, they're doing one at the moment. If you're in the UK, this is probably a really good one. This is just for Zakat. The Bradford Crisis Fund, uh, which is basically helping support asylum seekers and refugees in the Bradford community. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's somewhere in the UK. They do food packs, pastoral care, cash grants to families who have got nowhere else to turn to. So, yeah, so he's doing that at the moment, um, which we'll we'll link up as well. Yeah, so we'll just put all these links up on our Instagram so you can, of course, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't want to donate, it's fine. But I think even sharing that would be good. This guy, he's like running all the time. I think he wants to get to 100 kilometers this month. Good work. Like I I wouldn't be able to run even when I'm eating. (laughs) Leave aside when I'm fasting. Yeah, exactly. I hate running so much. I detest right, running yeah. so much that I would... Sometimes I look at people running and I get angry. <laughs> like, stop running. It's it's a pointless activity. <laughs> pointless activity. It's a very pointless activity to run. Unless you're being chased. There should uh, be no then, reason to run unless you're being chased. Important. Or chasing someone. Or chasing someone. If you're a cop, of course. But don't chase otherwise. No, don't Then do it'll otherwise. just be... Well, talking about a really uh, interesting thing about giving, another uh, comedian that I really, really like, uh, I think his name is Andrew Schultz. Um, he became massive on social media. He's a stand-up comic, but he made these little clips and they went massive on social media and YouTube. And now he's a massive comedian. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to Jordan Peterson yeah. and he was telling him a very interesting story about when he took ecstasy. He said, when I took ecstasy, he's like, I literally felt my happiness was in excess. Like it was not at the standard level and it was too much. And he's like, I was full and then some more and he's like i i realized that i started calling up all my friends and telling them how much i love them so he realized at that point it hit me that you know when you have that much happiness when you're that full the next obvious thing is to help people and fill them up with happiness yeah and that's the best thing you can do yeah so even at that even at this time when we feel like you know we are really settled and content like we are in australia yeah 
now if you have full it's our responsibility to fill other people up with happiness i one million percent agree and i thought that was really good for for a guy talking about ecstasy to point that out <laughs> he had such a profound well it's good i mean if if you're doing ecstasy and that's what you get out of it that's pretty bloody well he's probably part of us two percent the two percent smart people right yeah the um other thing i want to actually talk about Yugurs. Mm. Yep. And I don't know if I'm saying it correctly because every time I hear a Turkish person say it, it's different. They say it so much better. Uyghurs? Uyghurs. Yeah, Uyghurs. Yeah, because the U is tend to. Ui. Yeah, Ui. Yeah. Uyghurs. So they are the Turkic speaking Muslims in mm-hmm. the Central Asian region. Someone that I, you know, was really good friends with, her sister, you know, has recently kind of opened up about her experience with all of this. Um, She is, and her partner, who she married, I think three years ago, has basically been stuck over in that part of Asia. In China, isn't it? It's in China. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were only based in that one part of China. Yeah, so there's this little bit in China. How do they even get there? Well, so they are, they're like a little minority that are there. So there's, it's, it's in Xinjiang. Yeah, Xinjiang district. Yes. Um, and so they're like Uzbeks, Kazakhs. Ah, okay. Yeah. So they're like a Muslim minority. Yeah. And so what's happening at the moment, it's kind of almost like they've got them in these concentration camps. There was a lot of speculation about what was going on. Yeah, because no one's allowed to report from the inside. Yes. They were not allowed anyone. And I think what happened is because of everything that happened, and like this is just me making shit up in terms of what my take on it is. I think what happened is that because of the whole COVID stuff happening in in China and because of all the racism that's been going on with China, I think what's happened is that this has become news. Mm. Like it's something that's kind of come out of the woodworks because it's been happening for freaking ages. Yeah, it's genocide. People are only finding out about this now, right? And so uh, without actually being able to go into too much detail about the history of it because I want somebody to actually come on and talk to us about this... Mm. What I actually kind of wanted to get at is there's articles on the internet that are saying that it's not true. None of this is actually happening or to the extent in which it is happening. But who is saying that? Just, is it the Chinese government or actual well, just Uyghurs? Like, no, 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 no. No one yeah. who's a Uyghur is saying that of, at of all because it's yeah. actually happening, yeah. right? But people that don't know most of the Western world, yeah, they are saying that that's all bullshit because I'm assuming they th- are saying it is because they're thinking that, well, this is a part of... Or like a reason to kind of do the whole racism stuff on Chinese people. Like as oh, it's yeah. exacerbating I it, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah, saying yeah. that this is just another reason. You're for blaming. Us. Yeah. For us to kind of get back on to the whole thing of like hating Asians, whatever. Mm. Which is not which is not true. It is actually happening. And obviously this is saying that like a horrible, horrible things people from different countries from all over the world always do horrible things to each other. Mm. Doesn't mean you blame the actual place. And what's happening now is that there are people at the moment, in concentration camps, who are basically getting sentenced to jail, um, there was all this other stuff that was sort of coming out where they were saying they're killing these people mm. and torturing them. So what did your uh, friend's sister's husband, what happened to him? She's done an interview with ABC and stuff. And I think it'd be, I think instead of me just telling the story, I think it'd be worthwhile people just check it out. Mm. He's kind of been sentenced to jail. It's been ongoing for the last maybe two years now. He's been over there. So he's in jail. And now he's been sentenced quite recently. So they thought that he'll be back. But I think the point is, is that, yeah, I think this is still happening. And I think she's trying to spread word about it. And ABC have picked her story up. But the thing is, it's not just 
like constraint to her. This is a issue across the board for many people. We don't really know. Um, this is just one story I know about. This has been happening ongoing. So I've been looking at lots of, I guess, charities or places that, you know, people are actually doing, trying to band together to do something about this, I guess. Once again, another one that we'll put up pretty soon. So this is one in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's a not-for-profit um, Australian-based charity called the Sugar Foundation. Sugar. Sugar. But for everyone else, it's S H U K R. So yeah, um, once again, we'll link we'll link that up. Yeah, uh, I so think lots of ha- stuff happening in the world. Yeah, there there is a lot of like and this the, is just not even this is just some of the stuff. Yeah, this <laughs> is just a some small handful. Well, this that's the other thing, right? Like it's we we think that genocide is not happening, but it's happening in quite a few places, like. In Sudan, it still happens now. I know. Yep. So uh, the the Arabs and the Christians have been fighting in Sudan for like God knows how many years now. And there's a civil war going on for God knows how many years. Yep. And so genocide is, you know, we just don't experience it. doesn't mean it's not happening everywhere yep. else. And whatever we can do to help, I think that should be our priority at, at this point of time. Mm-hmm. I think given that we are in a place of privilege. Yep. And I think that way, like I find, you know, the Western world is doing a lot more now. Yeah, they are. And in terms of, you know, like I see news channels and I know that uh, Rohingya people from Myanmar, like they had a lot of, you know, chucked out of Myanmar Mm. because the same thing, like people didn't want them in their territory and they said that they were causing a lot of problems and they had nowhere to go. So, so many of them were killed and died. The problems that India and China have, like China is still trying to help India with everything that's going on. Mm. And I think it's, it's, uh, I think the only way we can truly truly you know be happy is by giving something yeah so i think that that should be a goal now yeah anyways Mm. on that on that happy note do we have anything else to talk about no so we will be sending well not sending i don't know why i said sending we're not going to send anything via pigeon um we'll be putting out why a pigeon i always wondered like i i don't think a pigeon is a is the most trustable bird if anything i'd give it to a a crow crows are everywhere the crows are... Ev- why Why pigeon though? How many pigeons do you see? I don't know. Exactly my point. Seagulls, really, really reliable. They're everywhere. But they take your chips, so... But they'll give you something in return. How? I don't know. They yeah, take exactly. your chips. They, I don't they, think they you g- about this analogy. And, Anyways, and they cool. would take your chips. <laughs> They've never had chips before. Well, they have actually. They've gone to... Yeah, they do. So, um, yeah. So this week, no episode. Mm-hmm. But we will have part two ready. Yep, so we had a really fun chat. Yes. We did a part two and we are pretty excited to put that on. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good one. And I would have loved to have put it up, but I have literally got no time this weekend. Yeah, so the point is... I would is, be kidding myself if I tried. So. Yeah, so the point is like give us, you know, just give us money. Like, just give us money. While we were talking Don't about all us. these charities, uh, just give us money <laughs> so we can quit our day jobs. <sighs> Uh, which I've already quit in my head. I think I've already quit. Like, like you're I'm emotionally so, not there. Oh, physically. Well, physically, you have to be. Physically, there. I am there, but mentally, I'm checked you're out. Just a shell of a person. Yeah. So okay. we are going to be back really, really soon. Good luck for the next week, I guess. I don't know. I want to say good luck. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, it's good to wish luck. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good say it with more love. Luck. Say it like you mean it. I do mean it. No, you you were yawning while you said that. I did not. I literally didn't yawn. But don't say yawn. I feel okay. like yawning now. All right. Bye. All right. We don't need to say bye. We're not on a phone I'm call. Say bye to you. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>